This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a Mission Impossible podcast now, I think. No, but I haven't seen it. I know it's your own fault. I've seen it twice. <laughs> Lindsay's seen it zero times. <laughs> I can't believe you've seen enough for both of us, but I haven't seen it. Lindsay got mad at me because I didn't invite her to the second time I saw Mission Impossible. And I was like, as though you would have gone to a 9.30 a.m. show in the Upper West Side, which is what I did. It was so good. That's so embarrassing what you just revealed about yourself. Did you go by yourself? Yeah, I did. I love going to movies by myself. I but why? But okay, it. but why? Because I needed to see it in IMAX. It was filmed that you can only see it. You can only see some of the scenes that were shot in IMAX in an actual IMAX. Was it better than the one that you'd seen the night before in 4DX? You know, they each had their pros. Um, None of them had cons, but they each had their pros. For example, the 4DX, you feel like you're falling out of an airplane. IMAX, it just looks really good. It's just wild that, you know, some people, you know, want to take in, I don't know, like Schindler's List, make sure they see it in its perfect 30... Three millimeter or whatever, but you three millimeter Schindler's List. This is what you're comparing to Mission Impossible. You had to see Mission Impossible in its original IMAX filming, and you had to see it on the roller coaster ride that is 40x, where they like what puff air at you and like air. They puff water. The lights flash when there's lightning. What was the what was like the stupidest part of that? Like what was the stupidest stunt that they did in the 4DX version? I mean, the 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 big water gasp, like the big water splash, there's a big water splash. And when that happens, like a lot of water gets splashed on you. It's not splash. It's just a big mist of water. It's really funny. But apart from that, it's just like the helicopter scene. There's a lot of wind. The wind is, I think, low-key the best part of 40X because the wind really adds a lot to the chase sequences. And Mission Impossible right. Fallout is 95% chase sequences. So it's very I mean, fun. these are choreographed movements. Like, oh, imagine yeah. if it was, what if, imagine if we they had it for Mamma Mia, here we go again. That would be, I mean, it really does improve the experience of every single movie. Oh, think about the, all the, like, think about when they're, like, singing Dancing Queen and they're standing on the bridge, like, feel the wind rushing by you. You, you get, like, tiny vibrations. Like, Cher's choreography in Fernando is basically just, like, slow steps. So with every step, it would like shake. It would be beautiful. It like gives you the sh- it gives temple. you the chills every time an like iconic actress appears for the first time. Like it <laughs> yeah. gives you like a little like a shock of chills, and you're like, ooh, like <laughs> you know, oh, when Meryl Streep's ghost appears, it gets very cold. Wow, is that a spoiler? Shh. Don't tell the Come don't tell on. the audience about her Everyone ghost. Everyone knows if you haven't seen Mamma Mia, here we go again by now. Like, I, I'm sorry. Just quit listening to this podcast. It's part of the podcast at this point. It's part of the rules. <laughs> part of the rules you have to see mommy and here we okay, go but again we, we have to stop talking about mission impossible because i haven't seen it it's I'm such a it themy tomorrow. movie let's move on to um the show you or Jayla? Yo, 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 they want to know hey 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 i want to be famous Lindsay, who is who is Caleb Stevens? Let's start like old school been, Who Weekly structure. Who is Caleb this Stevens? This has been on our like to-do list for a while for some reason. Weeks. But we weeks, never did it. Not because it's not interesting. It is. And it's also very funny. It's just easy to forget. I, I, I keep forgetting that people are taking Selena this seriously. Selena Gomez, easy to forget. <laughs> Sorry. Selena Gomez, after Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin got engaged, we covered that. 
Yes. Everybody was like, Selena, what's she up to? You know, obviously. And she was on a boat. I was like, great, she's on a boat. And we were like, okay, fine, moving back. But then they were like, oh, Selena Gomez was spotted with her rumored boyfriend, um, this guy, Caleb Stevens. Caleb Stevens. Selena Gomez is officially over Justin Bieber and rumored to be dating a much younger man. Not him. Him. Because that's recent high school grad Caleb Stevens with a baby. And that's recent high school grad Caleb Stevens with a babe on the set of her new movie. One, he looks like he's eight years old. Mm-hmm. Two, it's like he's somebody she knows brother, younger brother. It's her, her old, what really old friend Raquel Stevens. This is her younger brother. So because she is, it's like your, it's, it's like your best friend's little sibling that exists. We all right. have like old best friends who have young siblings who we've like sort of grown up with as siblings entirely. But it's also just funny because it's so clear that they're not dating. Like these photos, just everything about it is just like very clear that he's like her young. He's like getting her coffee. He's like he's looking like a twelve-year-old. Every single. Every single body language expert, even the thirstiest, most desperate body language expert would be like, yeah, they're not dating. This is, <laughs> this is a brother figure to her. Yes, Selena's friend, online influencer Raquel Stevens, offered up her younger brother Caleb as tribute. And he's loving it, allegedly. It's very It's just clear. so funny. Like, it's just a really funny, ooh, are they dating? It's just re- really clear that they're not that they're not dating well, and the people magazine like came out with this exclusive like they're not dating they're not dating <laughs> people magazine talked to selena gomez what's her mom's name mama um, deb i don't know debbie maggie no, no. betty i don't know what's her mom denise she has like she has like a young person's name do you really want me to look it up yeah look it up what's her mom's name anyway so it's really funny because people revealed this as being fake a couple weeks ago but other publications such as the daily mail are still rolling with it and they keep referring to him as her boyfriend name is slash dating. mandy i was mandy. right she has like a cool. not mom name mandy selena gomez smiles during date with caleb stevens as ex justin bieber enjoys a romantic week with Haley baldwin in florida if you go to Kaylee, go to Caleb Stevens's Instagram and it will answer all the questions you could possibly have in, you know, you don't even have to go below the fold. In the first not six photos, it's clear that this is a child and Selena Gomez is her friend, his friend. Well, it's just like they, Bieber got engaged, they went to Selena and the, the closest male to her was this guy, Caleb Stevens, a teenager. And they were like, oh, they're dating. And it's like, no, they're no, no they're not. he's just nearby. <laughs> Raquel Stevens, nothing much to say about her. She's just a celebrity friend. That's it. She has her own that, life. She's a private yeah. citizen who happen she's a private citizen who happens to have a very famous friend. Her Instagram is boring, but she has tens of thousands of followers because she's Selena's best friend. What's funny is that if you go to Caleb Stevens um Instagram, it's he, like he's in a graduation cap and gown. Uh, literally like six photos in like he like he literally could not look anymore like he's in high school like his no, his he looks like me when I graduated from like both college and high school where I where the cap and gown immediately takes 10 years off your age right where, like, his, like his prom photo is like about five photos down like it's not you know he's we're not really that far away from him being in high school in terms of this Instagram timeline what does you know? his prom photo say I did it <laughs> That's why you date an 18-year-old that goes to get you snacks. Yeah, that's why you date an 18-year-old. Let's move on to actual important Who News. Um, Priyanka Chopra, 
arguable them, but we're calling her a who. And Nick Jonas, one of the themier Jonas brothers, but still a who, are engaged. But Nick Jonas a is not. I think Nick Jonas is them now. If he's a them, she's a them. They're both thems. She's a them now? I think she's kind of a who and he's a them. Is she's that a glo- She's an international them. She's one of the most famous people on I the planet. I know. I'm not denying that she's an international them. I'm just saying, is she a... Un- like, in this engagement, like, who's the who and who's the them? Something about the two of them getting together downgraded them both to... Mm, or it upgraded them both to thems. No, I think it upgraded them. No, it didn't upgrade them. It it did something very weird. To, it was like a reverse alchemy, but not really. It's a very know. strange thing that happened with the two of them coming together. because I feel like she got more attention from being Meghan Markle's friend than she did from getting her engaged herself, which is truly... Well, did you say that they went to Meghan Markle's house or palace? What do you say? I went to her no, palace. No, they went to the... Like, that's actually crazy. And did you see, I put this in here, but... A source told E! News that Megan was very excited for her soon-to-be husband and for the soon-to-be husband and wife. Everyone is very happy, and they are definitely a great match. The insider further shared, "Who the hell is that insider? Is that Priyanka?" No, I think we know who the insider is. Who? I think it's our friend. No. Oh, Janina. <laughs> I think it's Janina. It's Janina. Um, the other thing I have to say is we said this before and we'll say it again. There has been no Instagram confirmation mm-hmm. of this engagement. So Which is typically if in a typical situation I would scream, I don't believe this. Uh, I'm I'm like I'm like 80-20 on this. They've been dating for literally two months. The latest trend in Hollywood is this whirlwind engagement on the heels of Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. It's being reported that Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra plan to marry after dating just, wait for it, 30, no, 60 days. 60 days. That's not even enough time to find out what annoys you about somebody, is it? I mean, how do you know in 60 days? Well, they met at, well, their first, their they came out as a couple at the Met Gala, but then they said they weren't actually dating. But they, turns out they were. That's when they probably hooked up for the first time. Because mm-hmm. they were like both a... wearing like Ralph Lauren or something. But question: So how long ago was the Met Ball? That's not even that long ago. First May. Monday in May. So they've been to, they've been they've known each other since May. Are you dating Nick Jonas? Isn't he like eleven years old? We were both wearing Ralph Lauren, and we decided to go together because oh, it was fun. Really interesting. Yeah, I didn't ask his age. Eleven. Yeah, he's 11 years old. You didn't know that? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, last year he was 10, and now he's 11. <laughs> but there's also, it's we sort of talk about this, there's, there's no real way of knowing when a couple met, truly. Like, we know their first appearance together was the Met Ball, but, like, when did they actually meet? Maybe they met in January. Maybe they met last December. Okay. Maybe they met at a Thanksgiving party. Right. I mean, know. it's true. Like, maybe they met... Oh, a year ago and they've been friends and then they decided to go to the Met Ball together. Although it kind of really did feel like a setup though because of the designer, whatever. And then now they're engaged. But it's just like, it seems unlikely that people wouldn't have put that together before now mm-hmm. if they had been hanging out, even just friends. Did you read uh, when that first happened, there was a very questionable, shady source but I kept seeing it as a direct quote and not from a source, like a rumored thing. Like it was from Priyanka's mother. Priyanka's mother, when this first got announced in May or June, whenever they went from they're just met buds to, you know, they're full on in a relationship. The mother was quoted as saying something like, I could never see her 
marrying a foreigner, basically being like, this isn't going to last. Right. But then right after that happened, they were rumored to have gone to India for like some wedding. Remember? Right. Remember her, her, her dad followed him on Instagram or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like after the mom said that, everything's like Nick Jonas just like moved to India, you know? It's also <laughs> weird. It's like, it's so ostentate. Like... Jonas closed down a Tiffany store to buy an engagement ring. Like, a, you closed down a Tiffany store? Like, that's almost, that's as ridiculous as, like... It's very cheesy. It's so it's out really there. Che- and it's also very cheesy. It just shows that, like, you can be as rich as hell, but still behave like a cornball. Like, it's such a cheesy thing to do. They're both corny. They're um, both corny. But I gotta say, what a wide range... All the Jonas Brothers are sort of, like, equally weird, I would say. I think they're all... Like, it's easy to be like, no, Nick's the hot one, Nick's the cool one. But I think no, they're, they're all, all weird. So they're all, like, weird. weirdos. And, and I Nick think only was hot as of a year ago, two years ago at most. I'm just... In terms of, like, he became a man. Like, oh, gross. But, like, he went from being a Jonas <laughs> brother... <laughs> Sorry, but you know what I mean? Like, he went from being, like, a Jonas brother, which is, like, three young yeah, boys in a like boy band, to, yes. like, a man. Like, he released, he got, like, sexy. And and I guess um his brother had done it before him. Joe, Joe had done it before yeah, Joe, Joe did it before. A little bit. Joe, so let's talk about their relationships for a second. This is weird. It's a weird collection of people. It <laughs> is, especially three boys that are from the same family and were have the same history. They three all weirdo have boys. Very... No offense, but like three weirdo boys. Well, they're you have weirdos. to be weird if you're famous young. Like you're, yeah, weird and a little bit Christian-y. Like they're all kind of weird. But they, what's crazy is that they all have just different... They all took such different paths, weirdly, even though, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like the oldest brother is like a basic bitch, like who had like a reality show about living on Long Island and his wife sell, they go to like Marshall's and do like Spawn Con yeah. for like the pork board. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they truly did just draw names out of a hat to pick their wives because it's like, and then... And what is Joe's, the other one? Joe's Joe gets against... Sophie Turner, which is like, Who, excuse me? Like, how did he get, how did Sophie Turner happen? Like, How did they meet? How did her name get into the hat? Like, how, like, who is putting these women's names into the Jonas family hat? Because I don't think that they're consenting. At some so point, like, like, Danielle was maybe in there on her, like, Danielle, like, folded her name and put her name in the hat. And she was like, I'm in the hat. But then, like, Sophie and Priyanka, they just appeared in the hat. And I, I It just feels like there. such three very different directions, surprising, each surprising in their own way for these for these boys. Yeah, I know. I mean, the Jonas Brothers is the wrong name for themselves as a group. They should be called Three Directions. Three, three Direction. Three Direction. I just, I, is this even funny to talk about? Because it's just me being like, I, I just, it's like, what? I mean, but, it's funny because it's just, it's just funny. It's, it's like, it's just a weird, I just. You have these three ostensibly three identical twin brothers. I know that they're not, and I know that they're far apart, but deal with me. Then these three women who couldn't be more different, who just right. could not it's be more just, different. It's just like they all went the different direction that like you could go. So you're like, okay, like basic Long Island, like spawn con mom. Then you have like weird British, like Game of Thrones. Who. Young person. <laughs> young. She's so and young. And then you have like A-list Bollywood actress, like extremely refined best friend with the Duchess of Sussex. Like it's just like three very specifically like different. And also none of them apparently are gay. Who knew? <laughs> 
Sorry. I didn't know. I didn't I know. know. I didn't I, either. It's... <laughs> This is stupid. This is a stupid observation, and it's a, this is like a, a a crutch observation. But it truly yeah. is mesmerizing to consider what it is like when all of them are together. What did those women right. talk right. about at family functions? That's probably like because the best have, part about this fantasy. You have, is like these women communicating. You have, you have Sophie being like, "Yeah, well, we finished shooting in Belfast, and like, I don't know what I'm gonna do next, but I'm like." gonna be in this new x-men reboot franchise i'm not sure and priyanka's like oh i have like two movies on the horizon quantico's canceled but i'm probably doing another tv show i'm modeling for this i have plans to go see my friend the royalty like the duchess over the summer and then danielle is like well they just opened a new fairway near our house um (laughs) i'm so excited he's the oldest joe bro and she's the small town girl that won his heart everyone please welcome mr and mrs jonas What about the um, bonus Jonas? Who's I wonder who he'll end up with. Frankie? What was his name? Frankie? Who's left in the hat? Honestly, who <laughs> is left in the hat? What would be like another extremely weird choice? Like, I, I don't even know like how, what the next direction would be for, for like young Frank. You don't have to be the mom of the Jonas Brothers to know that kids are always on the move. Hurry up, you're gonna miss your boss. Whether at home or on the go, give them the quick and nutritious, ready-to-eat meal that includes quality brands you know and love. Give them breakfast breaks. Bye. See ya. Bye. So, what's happening with Bella Thorne and Bad Baby? We talked about Bad Baby and, um, what's her name? Who? Ellie. Aaliyah. What's her name? Who did we talk about on Friday? Who? Who do we talk about on Friday? The like girl who has the song, the belly ache. Oh, um, Billie Eilish. Billie but, Eilish. Okay, so this is different. Bad Baby came out with a single. Um, trust me, we're not going to be talking about Bad Baby every every week. This no, is we're not, not a thing. We're not. We're not. And we're also, not, we're, we're we don't. We try not to talk about Bella Thorne every week, but she somehow like comes up everywhere, so it's hard to, whatever. So Bad Baby released a, a, a music video for a song and it's co-starred Bella Thorne and in the music video which honestly is like kind of good they um they like catfish a pedophile played by Theo Vaughn from Real fucking World Theo Vaughn Theo fucking Vaughn from Real World who like what um how did he get that job I, I love Theo they they catfish him and then they like kidnap him and the end is like they're like branding him with pedo, which is like many layers, but mm-hmm. also kind of interesting considering Bad Baby's journey. Anyways, oh, yeah. so they made this video. It's like slightly controversial, but it makes it interesting. I mean, it's better than many other music videos mm-hmm. coming out now that are just kind of boring and have no point. Whatever. Just saying. And of course, I totally forgot Bad Baby and Jojo Siwa are the same age. How fucking insane is that and i guess the question is like because they're on both sides of the spectrum what uh-huh. do you prefer do you prefer you know kind of too mature for her age bad baby or if do that's you... the language i prefer neither of them okay but no but if you had to choose like do you prefer like overly sex bad baby and no, i don't want to say overly sex yeah. do you prefer like too mature bad baby like kind of street smart or do you prefer like jojo siwa who is eternally six years old wearing like a ponytail on top of her head that's like receding her hairline because like she can't take her hair down 
who's like yelling and screaming and having a Claire's line. I don't know. It sounds like I know what I prefer, but I'm just saying it just, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's, um, a little, what do you call it? Like I'm being the devil's advocate here, but it's, but I don't know. It's not obvious. (laughs) I'm I'm being the devil's advocate. It's not obvious. Bad baby is, um, at face level, a more like, uh, the aging up is always, is just aging up is always going to be a little more upsetting and dark than aging down. But aging down does not mean it's not dark. I mean, obviously the answer, Jojo makes me less uncomfortable. I will say that, but both of them make me deeply uncomfortable and both of them make me not want to have children, you know, like both of them make me think like I can never have kids because I never want to deal with this. This is a nightmare. Not that my kids would like turn into that or become singers or famous in any way, but like them consuming that content all the time would make me sick to my stomach. Both are bad, but I will say if, if I had to choose like what my kid would be, I guess I would choose Jojo. But as like a, as like a culture critic, I prefer bad baby just because I just feel both of those decisions, whatever decision you may choose have to have like the addendum to the decision where it's like, but also we just hope they're okay. (laughs) Of course. Of course. We just hope they're okay. The reason why I compared them was because now they're like in a feud slash like, you know, this is not going to last. But anyways, um, Jojo posted, a screenshot of a Facebook post that says by this woman named Nicole, it says, I'm going to go on a small rant here because I've seen many people make fun of this girl many times because she's acting too young. Not us. Jojo Siwa. I don't know too much about her, but all three of my kids love her. She's 15 years old in a face of Nickelodeon. She's also a spokesperson for Michael's Arts and Crafts store. (laughs) There are grown women on some of her posts just trashing her because of the way she acts. Let me just say this. There's another pretty popular 15-year-old girl in the spotlight who is quote-unquote rapper, Danielle Brigoli. She's also 15. She has publicly disrespected her mother, danced (laughs) half-naked on the internet, dresses like she's grown, etc. So just my personal opinion, I'd much rather have the girls love Jojo than bad baby uh and people wonder why the kids these days act the way they do well the problem is that you have both of these on the spectrum and it's like Ooh, can you get is there an in-between <laughs> like no apparently um so jojo tweeted this and wrote the post means so much to me thank you nicole for writing this i love being a positive role model blobly blue and of course guess who retweeted that's right bad baby she wrote suck my dick which is really <laughs> funny to me <laughs> Because, like, I don't know. And then JoJo retweeted her and wrote exactly my point. <laughs> I, like, don't know what I would do if I had kids and I was confronted with the fact that they liked either of those people. I feel like I would throw all of their devices into a <laughs> furnace and then I would give them, like, a VHS of Lilo and Stitch and just be like, this is all you're going to watch until you're 18. This is it. Lilo I mean, and Stitch it's just, and, like, October yeah. Sky, you know? Like, just watch these two very heartwarming things. You can never look at the internet again until you're 18. I'm sorry. Right. So I guess, like, as an adult, I prefer Bad Baby. But as if I was a parent, I would prefer JoJo. Like, I think that's the difference where it's, like... If I was a parent, I'd prefer a vasectomy. That's what I would prefer. <laughs> well, lucky for you. you I know. Lucky know. for me, it's not, like, going to accidentally happen. <laughs> I just, like... Even if I'm filling out an adoption form, I'd be like, could you pick, like, I would want to know the the browsing history of their parents, like, to make sure that while in vitro, the, the child was never exposed to JoJo or Bad Baby. It's just, I guess the point, 
is just, it's very interesting to me. And I didn't put it together because both of them are so, they don't, neither of them seem like they're 15. No one here that. appears to oh, be 15. But both of them are 15, apparently the same age and on the opposite sides of this like very unhealthy spectrum, I think. Both are equally kind of crazy. And okay. now they're in a feud. Now they're in a feud. I hate it. Let's move on. Let's move on. Bobby, what's a really good podcast you've listened to recently? Not just recently, for years. Blank Check with Griffin and David. Uh, it's a really good movie podcast starring Griffin Newman, who is a comedian actor. He's on The Tick, if you watch The Tick. Griffin is technically a who, I would say, wouldn't you? He's definitely a who. Griffin is I've a who. I've seen him, like, on billboards and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that guy. Griffin, iconic who, and David Sims, who's a film critic. So they have a really great podcast called Blank Check. So basically their show is about how accomplished directors use or abuse the freedom earned through escalating critical commercial successes. Sometimes the check's clear, sometimes the check's bounce, but basically the point is this. Every season, if you want to call it a season, focuses on one director, and then they spend a long time talking about all the movies in the director's filmography, and they have really great guests. Like, like you. I've been on one. I was on uh, the Wachowski season. I talked about Cloud Atlas, which I love. I love shamelessly. This season they're talking about Ang Lee and so today's episode is actually about The Ice Storm which I love. They had Emily Yoshida on. They always have another smart person on to talk about the movies too. So you can listen to Blank Check on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go check it out. And watch The Tick. Why not? This is, let's talk about adults please. Ashley Tisdale is recording a new album. <laughs> okay, here's the problem, Ashley. <laughs> oh, wait. When Ashley revealed that she was recording a new album, she retweeted Billboard's news, Ashley Tisdale launches new album, Symptoms, Signs with Big Noise. She just said, it's official. You're not allowed to say that unless there's a pre-existing rumor. You know, unless you're confirming something that's oh, already so sort of you, in the zeitgeist. you're being rude because no she one... said it's official and no one knew and it was even an option. Right, there wasn't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like... But her fans had been asking. Who? Which fan? She has fans. Like Corbin Blue and whoever played her brother? <laughs> she she has she had albums. People did buy her music yeah, at I one mean, point. That one song that you linked here, I did forget about, and I do remember thinking was, yeah. like, fine. That's me when I hear Ashley Tisdale's recording an album. It's alright, okay. It's alright, right it's here. okay. Yeah, it's alright, it's okay. That's it. It's alright, okay. Um, we've mentioned her before because she has a really funny YouTube channel, which she does like a lot of different stuff, including like cook salmon and like <sighs> sing duets with Leah Michelle. Like the two things I would do if I had a YouTube channel, essentially. She, she co- <laughs> what? It, what? It's really funny because there are only two videos that she, like, it's really funny to see. Cause look, look, Lindsay and I could write a book about everything that we started and not finished. Okay. But it's one thing to be us and do that, and it's another thing to be a famous person who, on their official YouTube channel with 1.7 million followers, has a section called Girls Night In, and there are only two videos before she gave up fairy pancakes and slamming salmon. Thanks for hanging out with us for Girls Night In. I want to be doing so much more of this, so if you have any recipes you want to share, definitely share them. I want to get crazy and experiment in the kitchen and hopefully get better in the kitchen because I need some improvement. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. If you guys like this, give me a thumbs up, comment below, and definitely subscribe. And then she stopped doing it. We don't have like high profile, as high profile give ups. She's busy recording her album. (laughs) 
Don't you know? It's alright, okay! Okay, it didn't take her two years to record her album. Between Slam and Salmon and the album. It's alright, okay! The new thing I'm gonna do, I think, um, I've learned from Ashley, and who says you can't learn new things, is if you're like, oh, Lindsay, I thought you were into, like, XYZ, what happened? Like, whatever thing I've decided to give up, I'll be like, Bobby, I'm just, I had to stop because I'm recording my new album. It's official. <laughs> It's coming out soon. She honestly, she's cooking out of, she's cooking the slam and salmon with her friends, and then she ripped a, a recipe out of a magazine, and that's what she's cook, cooking from. Don't be rude about her cooking. You she don't get to condescend out of a magazine. to her. She puts the GoPro on the pan, and then you can look into the pan. I know. It's honestly, I can like see. better production than this podcast. So, speaking of adults, thank God, Michelle Williams had a secret husband. Oh, we haven't even talked about this. We haven't talked about her. A who husband? Whoa. A husband? Uh, Michelle Williams had a had a full relationship no one knew about. <laughs> I know, like it's honestly wild how good she was at being secretive. She's been, I mean, her whole career she's been secretive. It's, I mean, for ten years at least. I'm just saying, like, no one even had a glimpse. The actually, the only glimpse of this relationship was Busy Phillips was in a photo with him. Oh yeah, which should have been a tell. Right, like people should have realized, and also they have something in common, which is they suffer tragic losses. I cannot get this people headline. So in the Vanity Fair, Michelle Williams and new husband both suffered tragic losses. M dash, and what else they have in common? Filed two movies. <laughs> Well, she's a movie star. Do you want to explain who he is before we kind of like loll at the dissection of this? Uh, is it Elvirum or Elvirum? Elvirum. Phil Elvirum. He was, he's a musician. He was in a band called The Microphones. Yes. So our friend Christine referred to him as an indie them. So apparently he's like a beloved, like well, sweetie his story, indie them. His story really made the rounds because he... His wife died he, of... Pancreatic yeah. cancer. His wife got sick and they made like a, a GoFundMe. They were raising money for her treatment and unfortunately it didn't work out. She died and he basically released this album that's like one of the most depressing albums I've probably ever heard. I don't oh, know if you've heard I never, it yet. I did not. I don't want to listen to it. I it's don't very, 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 it. very straightforward and sad. It's just like about loss and it's about like losing your partner. And it's Michelle awful. Williams, as you know, has also lost her partner and so people who don't know yet describe Mount Erie in five words uh I, I five words F- four 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 make it a <laughs> I little am bit Mount easier. Erie yes oh okay oh, yeah. I am Mount uh, Erie descriptive huh yeah uh if you had four words that had to describe you in the dictionary what would they be Man, that's not fun. You said this was going to be a it fun interview. Fun. It's <laughs> a challenge. Yeah, it's very challenging. Yeah. I we, typically when people uh, try try to get me to describe my music, I like walk away slowly. It's really <laughs> difficult. It's mostly a recording project that I try out different sounding things that are sometimes songs, but sometimes just abstract recording things that's a good that's a good kind of description though yeah. if i looked up in the dictionary that would be sometimes magical. it feels like metal sometimes it feels like a wimpy nerd that's it like what else is there to know about him is there anything well, no but what else do they have in common i was wondering what did you click on the article uh no hold on okay so oh my god they list it shit no yeah i have it open Okay, here are the other things they have in common. Number one, he suffered a tragic loss like Williams. We went over it. That's sad. They're both very family-focused, okay? okay? Which is so just like they have children. They both have kids, yeah. 
Then the next one is, they worked through their tragedies. See, this is the same thing. This is the same thing. Um, this doesn't count as a second bullet, as a third bullet. They worked, they worked the tragedies, through their which tragedies. Which means, like, like, she kept making movies, like, while she was dealing with her tragedy. And then he kept making, like, what music while he was dealing, dealing with dealing with her tragedy? tragedy? Like, after the person died, they did stuff? Like, okay, cool. This is the worst one, though. It just says... Their life together now is what they have in common. That doesn't count as a thing. They're married. So basically, this live article implies that the only thing they have in common is their tragedies. Yes. After saying it's not the only thing they have in common. Mm-hmm. And then they and then they bullet out everything about their tragedies um, yeah. that they have in common, which is just a fact of tragedies. You know? It, like it's a This article is like, it's nonsense. It's gobbledygook. It's, Question for it's you. SEO. It's SEO. What did you think about the Vanity Fair piece, though. Um, I was curious. I really liked it. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought it was nice to read. I feel like people like her, but she doesn't really get this attention, I would assume, because she doesn't want it. So it was it was nice to read it, um, if only because she never gets the spotlight on her in this sort of intimate way. Also, I like that a woman wrote it, and it was it was... Oh, it was a yes. well-written piece. It was really yes. good. Uh, who wrote yes. it? Uh, Amanda Fortini. It was yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, but it's and also clearly they spent a good amount of time together. Yeah, and the, and it had and it had the news that it, it had the news, you know. And it was very sweet and not kind of. It, it wasn't sad. Been... It wasn't mopey, really. Well, it's like, I'm for some reason in my mind I'm comparing it to the um, Gwyneth Paltrow profile that was in New York Magazine, New York Times Magazine, written by Taffy, uh, producer yeah. Ackner, and. I think the, the reason why I'm just thinking about this, like two women writing about women, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of like personal stuff about the writer in the piece, but yeah. Taffy's was more like fun and lighthearted and a little bit. Well, that's kind what of she always does. Yeah, that's her thing. Right, but yeah. it was a little bit like gotcha y. And I think as a writer, you kind of always want to like have that thing where you're kind of like wink, wink. But mm-hmm. Mich- the Michelle was one was able to be good and sweet and earnest without that and still yeah. had like personal moments from yeah. them both. I and think. there are certain yeah. times like, a lack of self-awareness was present in both. It was extreme. It was insane in the Gwyneth Paltrow one. It was almost unbelievable in the Gwyneth Paltrow one. Right. But it still exists in the Michelle Williams one, yes. which is what we were talking with our friends. Like, there yes. are certain things that she says, like, you know, as much as we love Michelle Williams, we stand for Michelle Williams. We think she's amazing. Mm, it's like, girl, you're still, like, really famous and <laughs> really successful and really beautiful. And there was a right, line where she says, quote. like, that weird yeah. quote that everyone was quoting that I did not find sweet at all, where she was like, you know, I told Matilda that, like, your dad loved me before I was anyone, before I was pretty, before I was whatever. And it was like, Michelle, you were very successful at that point. You were a famous TV star. You were in movies. Like, I know that this is a personal thing. Like, this is dealing with your own valuation of your self-worth. But it's right. like... Right. Also, it just shows that celebrities are out of touch. You know, it, it, it. I still there. There was nothing wrong with that, and I didn't dislike it. It's just sort of like I was not endeared by that in the same way everyone was, or but, everyone. But by the do. by the profiles, by what was in the profile, she put herself out of touch. So yeah. it's like not surprising that she's out of touch because like not only is she a famous person and mm-hmm. it's already like a barrier to entry, but she is totally isolated and her like 
only person who talks to her normally maybe is Busy Phillips, I think, mm-hmm. and not and and look at what Busy Phillips puts on the internet. Like who knows what they're you know I don't even know a bit what is Busy yeah, talking and, to her and about. And honestly, <laughs> and what Busy and what Busy put and Busy only puts photos on there. Busy does not reveal anything about Michelle ever. No, All she does no. is post photos with her, which is like but it was funny which shows a lot how... of restraint, honestly. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's probably their number one whatever. It. Uh, but what's funny is how the like ninety five percent of the quotes in the profile are busy. Like she's like the <laughs> yeah, character yeah. witness. Yeah, <laughs> she's the best character witness that Michelle adds to being a person. I guess. Like, but it's. No. I mean, it was good. This is. There was no. I hope there was no. no it was good. You know, was Michelle good. Williams shape here. I thought it, it was very good. It was nice to see her. I also think that like maybe she's just like, she's very close to to normal, but she's still a celebrity. You know. She's still I mean, a famous no person. One's clo- she can't be that close to normal. Yeah. I'm not I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just like it would be really hard for her to be mm-hmm. close to normal. I think I I, I am more frustrated by the narrative surrounding profiles like this than I am the profile itself. You know? <laughs> Wait, what's the narrative surrounding this profile? The narrative where it's like, oh my god, what like people reacting to it as though it's like some sort of proof. It's like highbrow stars are just like us when it's like they're not. They're not. You know, it's like vanity they're like not. profiles like this are just highbrow stars are just like us. Um, and they don't use those words. I mean, they're people. I think that's what this is. <laughs> but they're trying not to say. just like, like she's us. a person. But like, and other and other people have gone through tragedy like she has. But no, yeah. like her life is very specific and unique. I liked when they when the author kind of implied something about why she was doing Venom, that like Marvel movie. Oh Marvel, yeah, right? the, the the Marvel with uh, Tom Hardy. Because yeah. she was just like, I just want to make enough money where we can like be comfortable and happy or just be oh, happy. Oh yeah, she's like, like, I'm frugal, like whatever, yeah. whatever, yeah. And then she was like, okay, so that's why you're doing the movie Venom. And she was like, ah. <laughs> like, you could tell that it's just like, she's like, I just want to make like forever, I mean, or just, you know, she, it's smart that she's doing a movie like Venom, obviously, like, yeah. but it was just I mean, it's funny. Like, it's like when Ellen Pompeo said the same thing, like, we like it when actors talk about the money they make in very like understandable, realistic terms and like v- self-aware-ish terms when they're yeah. like, yeah, I took the big paycheck. Why wouldn't I take the big right. paycheck? So I have it, was, a family. it was just funny how this, she was kind of caught in that fantasy of wanting to live frugal, which we all have like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't need anything. I'm low maintenance. I'm minimalist, whatever. It's like, bitch, like, <laughs> like look at your bedroom. I mean, I'm <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, it was good. She was secretly married, which is like a big deal. Good for her for getting secretly married. And that's also the sort of thing that, it's smart. you know, that, that it's smart, but it also, it that is the life that she very meticulously cultivated. She wouldn't have right. been able to get rid of a secret wedding had she not been so fiercely private for like 10 years. Well, you know? also if she had been so wealthy. I'm sorry. A lot of the things yeah. that yeah. she's able to do is because she has money. Like being so secret, it takes a lot of work. Like... Mm-hmm to hide this stuff and to hire people who are trustworthy and to have lawyers and to whatever. It's just, there's a reason why she can afford to be this way, which is, you know, what comes with it. Yeah. Well, and why now, she has to do Venom the movie. Let's, let's lighten up for the rest of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Starting with this amazing story and this week's Us Weekly, last week's Us Weekly, which is a photo of Vicki Gumbelson underneath the headline, I love my new face. Us Weekly asks, what prompted this procedure? And she says, my co-star Tamara Judge, she just said Tamara, kept telling me, you need to do another facelift. Your neck is getting old. And I'm like, wonderful. Tamara looks so good. She got hers done about a year ago. I kept asking her and she goes, yes, you need it. You need it. So 
what caused it? Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Um, <laughs> peer pressure. So you went to her doctor and she goes, yeah, I mean, she doesn't really old. answer that. Your neck is getting old. Don't ever say that to someone. This is my favorite part. It cuts off in the in the screenshot I sent you. But she asks, um, us asks, she goes, so you went to the doctor. And she <laughs> says, she went to the doctor and she asked the doctor, do I need this? She asked a plastic surgeon, do I need this? What did she expect the plastic surgeon to say? What do you think he said, Lindsay? Yes. He said, of course. you want my honest opinion? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Going to a car dealership being like, my car is fine, but it's four years old. Do I need a new one? And they're like, you want my honest opinion? Yes. <laughs> this, this story, I can't read it, but it goes into how she consulted with her boyfriend she consulted with their friends and basically went to everyone was like do you think i need a facelift do you think i need a facelift and everyone was like yes 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 and then she goes into the details of how her face was opened up in surgery and it's just her casually being like well they well they peel my skin back from the chin neck up then brought it back over the over the ear and put some extra skin behind my ear they cut it off it's just from the corner of your mouth down and then she says (laughs) so I've had a lot of ear surgeries due to a condition called cholesteoma. I don't know how to say that. So when he opened me back there, half my skull is missing on the back. So he forgot and he was in, uh, so he was in shock and I forgot to tell him. Then they took out, they took out 10 pockets of fillers that were quote, never going to dissolve. Oh, wow. They scraped fillers out of her chin. Okay. And you know, honestly, I love her new face. I just love that it starts, I'm not a beauty queen. I never claim to be. I claim my heart. My heart is something I can't change. (laughs) I mean, I do, uh, as as much as it, like, fucks with beauty standards, it's, I I like that people talk about it. I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather people talk about the plastic surgery than pretend that they don't have it, which fucks you up even more. You look at this woman, she's clearly had work done. She's clearly happy with it, but it just, it, it would be a shame if anyone looked at this woman and didn't think she had work done and thought this is what a woman looks like at her age, because it's not what a woman looks like at her age. And it would be a shame if she said she didn't have work done because that's rude to right. people Which who are like struggling, you know? still a thing that many women in Hollywood say, oh, I haven't had anything done when it's very clear awful. you have. Even when it's good work. Even when it's right? good work. Actually, that's even more egregious because it's even harder to sometimes tell if men have had work done because it's yeah. not always as obvious and you don't always expect it. But all of them have had And work they done. all get fillers and Botox. It's like, who who was saying this? Was that like how like men only recently started, yeah. like famous men only recently started getting it. So they, yeah. they're not getting it done well. Whereas like yeah. women have been getting it for so long that like yeah. it looks natural, but it's not. And I'm always happy when people <laughs> admit that it's not because- it fucks up your perception of beauty and aging whenever you are told that that is normal. Right, <laughs> when like you when are told, told that that is... When, like, Jennifer Aniston says, no, my face looks like this because I drink a lot of water. Like, okay, it That doesn't. is fucked up. Um, so good for Vicky Gumbelson. Go get plastic surgery every day, but don't tell me... Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining, you know? <laughs> don't piss on my leg and tell me you haven't had work done. <laughs> Don't open up my skin flap and, and tell me that it's natural. I don't know. Okay. Yikes. That was awful. Can we just move on to Kate Beckinsale and Michael Sheen doing goat yoga? Okay. Yeah. That's all she I She did goat yoga. They did goat yoga. With her ex with their, husband. Their ex and her daughter. Their daughter. I love her. their daughter. Their daughter is really funny. Their daughter's so fun. They're so fun. They're like ideal, yeah. ideal 
exes. They're perfect exes. I know, it's kind of a bummer that they aren't still together because they could be, like, the they're like the Chrissy Teigen, John Legend of, like, the elder set, but they're not really together. I mean, they're, not that you can't still, like, kind of ship the whole family, but it's just, like, they would, they, they're so cutesy online. They're all very funny. This reminded me of the part I really loved in Taffy's profile of Gwyneth when they're, when she's at Gwyneth's house and then, like, Chris Martin Chris comes, Martin in, comes and, in and he's like he's like oh hi and then she had the tape recorder on the on the island and he's like oh I see you're recording like um I'm not gonna be involved in this like please leave me out of this bye and then like two seconds later Brad Falchuk comes in and he's like oh hey and you're like what is this house it's amazing like like what is Chris Martin's on? there and also the best part is he, she Moses and Apple are like learning violin and it's like excuse me it's like he says, I don't want to be involved. But Taffy like involves him by saying, I don't want to be involved. Like yeah, I'm sure he's furious that was in there. Furious, furious. And then seconds later, right, Brad Felcher comes in. She's like, my honey, my baby. <laughs> and then like they're cooking together. <laughs> and she, what does she make them? Oysters or clams or something. Very simple. Um, a very simple meal. And she, she like doesn't wear an apron or something. And She's it's wearing like an apron. What is this yeah. last story? Because... Uh, we're like I don't really almost, know what's going on. We're almost done. I'm, we'll close with this. But you know how I only sometimes weave in housewife stuff? Well, technically, we talked about a housewife, Vicki Gundolson. Mm-hmm. Gundolson. Her God, new face. We love it. Yeah. Um. So it got announced that Carol Radzowell is leaving Housewives. And you probably would care about her. She's the Kennedy-adjacent Radzowell. Oh, yeah. She was the one who was her... on uh, Hollywood yeah. Medium. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yes. Remember? She's the one who connected with um, her best friend, Caroline Bissett. Caroline Bissett. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, via the medium. Anyways, God, that's Mm -hmm. so offensive to even say, like, what I just... Awful, It's terrible. Let alone having it happen, just recounting (laughs) it's offensive. So, anyways, this woman, Carol, Carol, the journalist, um, she was close friends with Bethany Frankel. Frankel is, like, the longtime housewife, kind of the more famous one because of her skinny girl, Margarita, Mm -hmm. whatever, her business. Um, she's leaving um, the cast, and she was like, "I'll I'm leaving my my frenemies, like um, whatever. I'm going getting back to journalism and producing or whatever." And it's interesting because there isn't really much line between reality and real life, reality show and real life for this show. It's just so ridiculous, and everyone really really hates Bethany Frankel. Like it's actually unbelievable. <laughs> that, that was a news. Did you see that story that came out Monday morning in TMZ? That was like. It came out of nowhere, maybe. Is the season on right now? Yeah. It appeared yeah. to come out of nowhere because suddenly it was like, sources are telling us that everyone on Real Housewives of New York hates Beth- Bethany Frankel. That's what this is. It's hard to find any Real Housewives stars who are fans of Bethany. We're told most of the women feel that she's negative, toxic, and talks trash, but they try to stay on her good terms to avoid trouble. They say mm. Frankel acts high and mighty, blah, 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 blah. Um, Which one of them called in? All of them called in. All of them hate her. They hate her. And Carol is basically leaving because of it, which is interesting. And the other thing I thought was interesting was Carol, um, this bit from Andy's book, Andy Cohen's book. He mentions that. So it says, Carol and Andy were friends before she joined Real Housewives of New York, and the show definitely changed their relationship. Carol drops by to hang out with Andy at his house and spend time with his dog in the book. But Andy also recounts how he stopped inviting her to his annual holiday party. Carol was always a guest, but when she became a housewife, the invitation stopped because he didn't want other women to think Carol got special treatment, which I think is pretty much says it all in terms of why you would quit the show, not so you could be friends with Andy, but just because... So you could be friends with everyone Andy's friends with. <laughs> you could just be friends with anyone yeah. <laughs> that you were friends with. No, that's Anyways. true. Anyways. 
Danny Pellegrino, whose show we were just talking about, um, Everything Iconic, talks a lot about the housewives and pays mm-hmm. a lot of attention to the housewives. And he's always very positive about stuff, the housewives mm-hmm. in general, especially. Um, but even he kind of uh, pulled out Bethany's Instagram stories and was like, this Insta story is so dark. And then uh, he has a picture of Bethany and Lori, shark. Even queen of QVC, Lori, is like, put down the fucking phone and enjoy the moment and then he takes a screenshot and you see the the telltale sign of a problem which is all those little dots above your name on instagram like you have like thousands of stories oh yeah so it's just like it's even if you're kind of like being trying to be posy or whatever it's like it's tough this is crazy how much this person is feels the need to broadcast their life Mm -hmm. you know and i think with that we're done for the week so i think so Call in 619-WHO-THEM if you have questions, comments. Um, if you know Bethany Frankel and you don't like her, call in. <laughs> no, please no, don't. No, don't do that. We don't care. That's really sad. <laughs> please don't. Call in if you have comments about Mission Impossible Fallout. Vanessa Kirby, breakout star Fallout, maybe, maybe not. And, um, oh, uh, Come to we'll, our show stop promoting our sh- we'll stop promoting our shows. This is our final show of, of the, the year. summer season. Of the um, year. Yes, we're going, well, of the year. We're going to be going other places next year, but... Uh, as far as New York goes, I think this is our, our final show for this year. And please come. It's going to be really fucking fun. Come. It's going to be great. Matt Bellasai, Mariah Smith. It's going to be wonderful. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. You will Yeah. Yeah. They want to know. That was a headgum podcast. Me when I hear Ashley Tisdale's recording an album. It's alright, okay.